When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, yes, hour number two on a Wednesday. Not just any Wednesday. It is Prep Wednesday for Thanksgiving Feasts statewide and worldwide and nationwide. We hope you're having a good Thanksgiving week, whether you're making the food, whether somebody else is making the food, or, you know, maybe you're just going out for the food. Whatever you do, we hope you have a great Thanksgiving with friends and family. Chad and Zay with you on this Wednesday, our last show of the week. I'm Chad Hastings. Isaiah Collier is here. And... Of course, we're focusing in on the Longhorns game with Baylor. We're focusing in on the Cowboys and the Giants, and we're going to hit both of those topics coming up with our guest. Before we do that, just a couple little notes in the NFL. Backup quarterbacks all over the place. The Jets have announced that it will not be Zach Wilson. He's getting benched for Mike White. Cowboys fans, you remember that name? Mike White went to Western Kentucky. Um, he will start for the Jets, and Flacco's the backup. Yeah, I don't know about that one. What a weird little insult to Joe Flacco. I thought he was hurt when I read this story. I'm like, wait a minute, if he's the backup, why wouldn't you go with Joe Flacco? It doesn't make any sense. And he's had some decent games with him earlier in the year, so I don't get it. The Zach Wilson thing, that's tough, benching your number two pick already in the second season. It's not a good look. It is weird. It is. You're right. They host Chicago, by the way, and I've heard people say maybe they'll look across the field and think, maybe we should have drafted that guy. Yeah, you think? <laughs> maybe Justin Fields was the pick there. Uh, and the other story that just came out is the Texans. They're benching Davis Mills for Kyle Allen this week. Yeah. Houston's taking on Miami in South Beach. You're going with Kyle Allen. I mean, they're up for the Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud sweepstakes anyway, so... Yeah, their pick last year, they could care less. By the way, they're riding good on that right now. They're at 1-8-1, one, and one, and I'm looking at everybody else in the league has got at least three wins. They are two wins clear of everybody. That way, Lubby. Hey, he's getting it done. Yeah. He's getting it done. Yeah, he's putting some good stuff in that beard, too. He Looks re- good. He really is. He's got it happening. The black Santa Claus looking nice. All right, let's go to the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline and talk more football <laughs> with our man Justin <laughs> Wells. Who's laughing at Zay's comment? Inside Texas on 3.com at Justin Wells 2424. What's up, Jay Wells? Man, nothing but the sky and some humidity the day before Turkey Day in East Texas. What about you guys? Well, you know, you got to have humidity because that means that the turkey bowl will be properly done in East. You can't have an East Texas turkey bowl if you don't have some humidity, right? I suppose so. I was really enjoying this cold weather. I mean, it was at the stage of damn cold. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. I put on a hoodie this morning, and now I'm sweating. I, it just doesn't make sense, but then it does because that's Texas weather. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, hey, before we get into this football stuff, lots of great news for Texas basketball fans right now. As they get ready for this Gregory Gym game on Saturday, as they're still basking in the whipping of Gonzaga, uh, talk about what they've got going on recruiting-wise. There's the Holland story. There's the Johnson story. I heard today there might be another big-time guy coming in for a visit. Like, 
Well, give me the latest. Yeah, you're talking about Trey Johnson, and you're talking about the 2024 class. Uh, as for the 2023 guys, I think they're probably done. I, I don't know if they're going to have enough room to add any more guys alongside Ron Holland and, and A.J. Johnson, but, you know, it, it, it's changing all the time, and so that's something to monitor. But, but right now, the biggest story isn't necessarily, you know, uh, having Trey Johnson potentially coming in for a visit. It's the waxing they put on Gonzaga at, at, at the Moody Center. I, I, I'm, I was talking to Zay about this off the air, and I just I was I don't know if I've been more surprised at a Texas basketball team than I was the other night. Uh, if you had a, a seat for that game, you saw some serious history. Because man, I, I'm not real sure if I'm if I'm hip to the to the the, the song by Matthew McConaughey before the game. <laughs> I'm not. I am real. I, I don't know what I think about that just yet. But if that means you get to you beat a really good Gonzaga team like they did. You play that song every time. Yeah, yeah Jay Wells, you know, this basketball team, it, it was just all about finding and mixing the youth, guys like Dylan Mitchell and Arterio Morris, which those guys, they're just playing their role, and guys like Tyrese Hunter and, and Marcus Carr, who's playing so freely, he's having the complete green light. I wish Timmy Allen would come along, but I, he just has to find his way with all this talent there. But you got to be excited what this team could do once March and uh, April comes around. It's a it's a really good mixture of youth and veterans, and and I'm going to double down again and say Tyree Hunter was the biggest addition to this class, and that fully knowing that you know that Dylan Mitchell is going to play at the next level, it'll be a lottery pick next year. Fully knowing that you know Arterio Morris is the second, you know it, it, it looks like the second coming of John Morant athletically, and, and so but I think Tyree Hunter just with the confidence that he shot the ball, the ball handling with with, with, with pressure just it's such a, a an eclectic group it really is and i think timmy allen's mid-range will come around i, I like what dc's doing in the paint uh it's just a great mixture Zay. There's, there's some really good veterans there's some really good young talent and, and they're bought in and right now ranked number four in the country uh it, texas basketball is going to be fun to cover this year guys and, and i can't really wait to see how this whole thing plays out because of course they play in the big 12 of uh, the best basketball conference in the world and so, you know, guys, you know, strap in because I, I think this is going to be a fun season so far from what we can tell uh, with Coach, Coach, Beard, Coach Beard and those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're watching the Maui Invitational right now, Creighton, who the Horns have next Thursday on December 1st, that looks like a team that could play for a national championship. That's going to be a hell of a game, but the Horns, they got to take care of business on Saturday against Gregory or at Gregory against RGV. How cool is that? How cool is that going to be? Oh yeah, love that. Cool that going to be? Love that game. I yeah, love literally. that Chris Beard's doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. In Gregory, absolutely. I think that's going to be tremendous. And so, I, to me, at the end of the day, that I love that they're doing that for the Leon Black Classic. I love that. That that's kind of kind of the, the theme there. And if you've got tickets for that game, it's going to be awesome. Justin Wells inside Texas joining us. Justin, are you trying to run down a dog right now? Is that what I'm hearing? I got somebody at my door, and <laughs> Rubble wants everybody in the neighborhood to know. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you need to take a second and deal with the person at the door? We can do that if you need to. I can, I can vamp if you need no, to. It's, it, 
it's all good. Okay. It's all good. All right, just checking. All right. Uh, so, in terms of the football stuff, let's start with Texas getting ready for this game with Baylor. We know the math. They need to win. They need Kansas to help them out. But after what you've seen now, and especially what you saw in Lawrence, uh, give me your thoughts on the game. Are you leaning towards Texas in this one, or are you kind of fearing the Bears? You know what? I think <laughs> I think what Sark and those guys did against Kansas was was the obvious, and it was not overthinking any of it. Let's just 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 go out there with the guys, put the put the ball in the hands of the playmakers, and let it happen. And what you saw was an absolutely uh, complimentary football game, probably the most complete game they've played all season long. I kind of expect something similar against Baylor. Now, granted, Baylor's going to be a, is a better team. They've definitely got a better defense. And I think that matchup, the Texas O-line and, and, and the front seven for, for Baylor is going to be a good matchup. It's going to be a physical game. But I, I still I expect heavy doses of B. John Robinson. I expect, uh, you know, heavy doses of, of, of going after Baylor and, and literally attacking uh, their the quarterback. I, I think Richard Reese, their tailback, that freshman tailback they have is outstanding, keeping guys in front of him, kind of controlling him like they did Devin Neal with Kansas. I think there's some similarities there. But I think Texas figured a few things out, and, and most notably was, hey, let's not overthink this. Let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's hand it off to the guy that goes in the first round next year, one of the best running backs that's come through the program in years, and, and, and just kind of watch him go. And to me, I think it's more of a simplification of that and a more uh, complete defense. I think these guys have, have really found their – you know, they played really well early in the year. They found a few lulls during the middle of the season. They couldn't get off the field on third down. Too many plays on that side of the field. Last three, last two or three games, they've looked great on defense, and, and I don't expect that to change. Yeah, Keandre Coburn, he's definitely earned him some serious money. And, you know, with Senior Day coming up on Friday, Jay Wells, a lot of guys won't be playing here at DKR anymore, especially next season. Demario Overshow, he's already in the Reese's Senior Bowl. So is Roshan Johnson. Who could you say that you feel good about that might be on, you know, just the bridge of am I going to leave next year or maybe possibly coming back? Jordan Winnington, one of those guys. Who do you think might come back for an extra season next year? Man, that's a tough question, Zay. Uh, I, I don't think Jordan Winnington's going to be one of those guys that comes back. I know he's got another year. Uh, but I, I don't think he's going to be one. You know, that's, that's tough. I think a lot of these guys are, are – are, they put together really good seasons. You know, we talked about at the beginning of the year, the defense had about eight or nine cats that, that had that chip on their shoulder. It's kind of a put-up or shut-up type season. However well they played was going to determine, you know, where they get drafted or if they get a shot in the league. I think a lot of those guys have, have surpassed those expectations. Guys like DeMarvion Overshone and, and Tavondre Sweat and, and, and things of those sort. But right now, it, it, it's tough to see who may stick around because it, it's – with the portal opening up in the next few weeks, I think you're going to see a flurry of guys all across the country. I know Texas is going to try to add a handful uh, to fill in some spots on that defensive side. So some of those guys that will go to the league, that will go to the next level. But right now, it, it's hard to determine which ones are, are, are you know borderline considering coming back because I think the majority have had good seasons and they want to really use that momentum in going into the draft process. Talking with Justin Wells inside Texas. All right, Justin, let's talk about those Dallas Cowboys. Here's how important the Giants game is, because the next three are Colts at home, Texans at home, at the Jaguars. 
before the game with the Eagles. So, do you think the Cowboys get win number eight this week against the Giants and keep the momentum going? Man, I don't know, Chad, and I'll tell you why. We saw them play the best game of the state put together last week against Minnesota. We saw the Giants possibly play the worst game of their season last week against Detroit, and you know how the NFL goes. Yep. Uh, that usually turns. <laughs> when it seems like it's obvious, it's usually the other direction. I think you're going to see a, a more finely tuned Giants team. They had a great first matchup earlier in the year. It was a really good game by two really good teams in the NFC. And Turkey Day usually brings out the best in the Cowboys. And so it's, I, just, I expect a great game. I do not know how, how it's going to go on both ways. Uh, I know that the Cowboys are gaining more confidence on the offensive side. The defense has been stellar all year. But I think what we're seeing is the offense kind of opening up a little bit more. And, 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 you know, Dak Prescott getting kind of back into the rhythm of being the guy once he had, you know, missed the first half of the season to the, to the thumb injury. And so right now, yeah, it, it, that's going to, you know, I, I was thinking about talking about this with a couple of friends the other night. It's just, it's tough because. I know how the NFL is. And I know that the Giants are a well-coached bunch. I was a little surprised to see Detroit go up uh, to, to the Meadowlands and do what they did. But and, and you think there might be a, a somewhat of a letdown after a big win over Minnesota. They had the, the second-best record the NFC. Um, man, I wish I, – I, I think Dallas gets them, but I, I, I think this is close. I really do. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to that pass rush. If Michael Parsons continues to eat turkey legs two at a time, uh, Daniel Jones is going to see pure hell. Uh, if they don't focus more, it looks like they got away from Saquon Barkley the last few weeks. If they don't put more focus there, I think it could be a long day for the Giants, and, and I would give the Cowboys an advantage. I'll say this. Dallas beat them earlier in the year w- w- without their main quarterback. Now he's back. I, I think that gives them the edge at the end. Hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, also, do you want OBJ as a Cowboys fan? Yeah. Uh, it depends. That's <laughs> <laughs> a real. That's a really good locker room right now, guys. And sometimes you you don't need to make a change just to make a change. Yeah. If they need another receiver, hell yes. I thought Michael Gallup really played well against Minnesota, but I still think he's not your ideal number two receiver either. If Beckham comes in and, and, and you know keeps his nose to the ground and, and learns the system and, and buys in, I think it would be a great pickup. But at the same time, there's a history there. There's an injury history there. And I just don't want Dallas to make a decision and make a move just because they think they need to make a move. I, I, a few years ago, I, I'd probably say yes. But by now, I, I'm on the fence. Hmm. I'm on the fence with, 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 with ODB. Okay. Interesting. All right, Jay Wells, Turkey Day coming tomorrow. Let us know what's your favorite main dish. Now, not everybody eats turkey. I get that. Some people eat ham. We're in Texas. Some people even smoke a brisket. But what's your favorite main dish, side dish, and dessert? The main dish is a green bird turkey. Uh, we've been getting those since I was born, I feel like. Uh, that's kind of a tradition in our home. And uh, that's a big tradition in East Texas. That's, that's a big turkey across this region. Uh, that's the main dish. Um, I'm a big mashed potatoes guy. And fully knowing they are terrible for me, I'll eat them until I feel sick. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, like with pancakes, you know. You, you, at first you love them, and then by the time you're done, you're freaking sick of them. <laughs> so 
I, I, I'm a big mashed potatoes guy. I'm a seven-layer dip guy. Um, green bean casserole. And, yes, I have cranberry dressing with my dressing. And if you don't, I, I, I have serious uh, reservations on, your, on who you are as a person. And then dessert. Woo, I used to be a big buttermilk pie guy. But the older I get, the more it's so sweet and rich. It's almost, you know, begging for heartburn <laughs> at, 45, at 45 years old. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I may go, go with something a little light, maybe some banana bread, maybe some rice pudding, something a little bit lighter. Uh, one thing's for sure is I'm going to be consuming a ton of carbs and uh, and looking forward to, to that nap on Thursday evening. Oh, you could tell he's getting older because he's doing the combo. He's 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 Paul, robbing Peter to pay Paul. I know I'm going to eat all this, so let me go with banana bread and rice pudding at the end, and I might not pass out. Let me see if I can do that. I know that math very well, Justin Wells. Check out Inside Texas on 3.com at Justin Wells 2424 on Twitter if you're getting your follows together. Brother, I hope you enjoy it all. Stay cool. Well, Stay cool today. Stay warm if it gets cold again, and we'll talk to you next week. Guys, I just want to tell you thank you for everything. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for this opportunity to get to talk to you guys once a week, and uh, you guys have a blessed day, blessed, blessed holiday. We will do thanks, it. Thanks, Justin Wells. Justin Wells. Happy us. Thanksgiving, man. Nothing but love. There it is. Nothing but love. Seven-layer dip. He always talks. I gotta, I, Yo, dude, I got to have that seven-layer dip. He mentions it every holiday when we ask about food. That's an interesting choice on Thanksgiving because you get the deviled eggs and whatnot. Seven-layer dip. It's like <laughs> that's, that's super hardcore. Texan. It really is. Yes. That's what is that? The the beans and the salsa. What? Yeah, it's kind of cheese. Depends, right? There's no rule on what the what the layers are. You just need seven of them. You can do all kinds of things. Sour with, cream. Yeah. Guac. Oh yeah, you can do all kinds of things with a seven layer dip. Go crazy on it. Yep. And you can convince yourself that you're eating a little bit better with the seven layer yeah. dip because it's off to the side. <laughs> it's not really piled onto anything. It's Put per- some lettuce on it. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. And when you only get two or three dips on a particular dip, you're eating better that way too. Oh, I didn't have all seven. I just had three of the seven layers on that particular chip. That's championship logic right there. So how dare you accuse me of eating bad? What are you doing? All right, we hope everybody's got good food planning going on as we get ready for Thanksgiving. Up next, we'll hit a little bit of the flex. We got the high school playoffs in the third round. We'll talk about the teams that are still alive in this area and where you can go see that full schedule. Also, we'll get you the World Cup report, a blowout already today on that scoreboard, plus Glenn Davis with a little bit more on the crazy upset we've already seen in this World Cup. And coming up at 145, a where we at in society so crazy, Zay couldn't even tell me about it earlier. He wants me to experience it live. That will happen coming up. So stay with us. It's the horn. <laughs> oh, hey. Might have to go acapella off of that one. It's going to take a, take a little sip of water. Change the mood. Change the mood. Little mood change there. Yeah, yeah. Mood change. If you're listening on the uh, app or streaming online, we apologize if there are children nearby. By the way, I didn't explain earlier. Uh, we did not get a JD Lewis fantasy segment this week for one of the greatest reasons I've ever heard in my life. JD and his wife have very young children, two of them, I believe, if I'm counting correctly. Uh, and he says that. Uh, his son, every single time he's on a phone in a car, his son just screams a lot. And he knew he would be in a car with family at the time we would have done it, and the kid would have just been screaming the whole time. 
So he said probably wasn't going to work. So I'm going to take J.D. at his word because you know how much he loves to talk fantasy football with us. Yeah, for sure. So it's getting down to that nitty-gritty playoff time. Yeah, so I want to let Zay and everybody know that even though it's Thanksgiving week, J.D. is always thinking fantasy football. So remember, at J.D. Lewis FF, fantasy football, at J.D. Lewis FF to get your fantasy football questions in. Because like Zay said, coming down to the championship, Brett Favre team, you 9-2 and two now? Did you win last nah, week? Nine three, we lost. Ooh, I got- had everybody on the bye week. I was picking up scrubs and stuff in the waiver wire. I had no chance. Okay. It wasn't that you got cocky and no, no. did something weird. No, I'd be way more worried if my main guys were to lose the game that we just lost, which only person I played put up 115 or so, so that's not mm. much. You know, Usually my guys put up way more than that. I'm good going into the playoffs. Do people ever get like super hammered and way overconfident and like put Justin Tucker in at quarterback? And, you know, You're not even allowed to do those You can't things. do those things? No. Okay. You just, they keep you from that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't know. What is, what's a crazy drunk thing you would do in fantasy football? When you wait, if you wake up on a Sunday and you see that somebody in your league did what? You go, oh my God, he or she, they were hammered and they just didn't know what they were doing. Um, if somebody tried to trade Justin Fields for Justin Tucker. <laughs> okay. That's, that, That's, that, that okay. would be where, yeah. okay, this guy was clearly out of his mind, high, intoxicated, whatever uh, you want, Percocets, whatever Aaron Rodgers be taking. He was on all that stuff and to make some trade like that. Or she. Okay. You never know. And, and if the commissioner accepts it, then they're done. It's over. Yeah, then they were out hammered. Yeah. Yeah, if they, if they allow it. Okay. Uh, so best of luck to all you fantasy players. We'll get you a little World Cup report coming up here in uh, in a second. Before we do that, why don't we get you a Flex 30 because the playoffs hit round number three this week. Here we go. Flex ATX for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit brainvault.com and join the movement. Oh, I've been talking about it for a couple weeks. All I need for Christmas. I don't need anything for Christmas. Even though it's my birthday, I don't need anything. I just need one early Christmas present. I need Vandegrift and Dripping Springs. That's all I need. Oh, that'd be lovely. That's it? all I want. Dripping Springs plays Harlingen at 11 a.m. at the Alamo Dome. Nothing against you, Harlingen, but I hope that Austin Novosad and all those talented receivers and that really good defense that people don't talk quite enough about, I hope they get that win so that they can take on Vandegrift. Harlan, San Antonio Harlan, nothing against you either. But I need the Vipers to get that win. 7.30 at the Alamo Dome because then we'll see Novosad against Buchanan. Uh, by the way, we may see next week we told you the all-flex top three will be out. You may be looking at, I don't know, maybe two quarterbacks that could end up in our top three. I'm assuming Novosad's going to be in there. I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen the full tally of everything. I was part of computing a little bit of it, but then I had to get it to our guy Derek over at the Flex crew, and we're kind of doing it like the Oscars, where you know you do part and I do part, but then they have a we have a secret envelope and everything. Um, so we may have a couple of the quarterbacks, heck, a couple of these receivers, Coleman for Vandergriff, and I would assume, I guess it's be Cook for Dripping Springs would probably be um, you know up for the all for top three status on the All Flex. So uh, hopefully we get to see those two teams in the state quarterfinals. Those games again happen at the Alamo Dome. So if you want to make a day of it, that'd be a pretty cool way to spend your Friday all day at the Alamo Dome. Um, also, you've got Westlake taking on San Benito. I don't think that one's going to be close. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just a juggernaut. Westlake Chaparrales, they're looking to go for a four-peat, which is incredible. You got to give that coaching staff and that team love. And, yeah, I heard my man Ty Henderson talking about this morning. They have a turkey bowl game where the underclassmen get to play against each other on Thanksgiving practice day. Is that right? Day. Yeah. That's so, great. W- when you know it's an annual thing because you're so used to making the playoffs this far – you're a serious team. Yeah, that's silly. That, that's ridiculous. It really is, yeah. Like, yeah. They're probably already getting ready for it about three months ago, and it, this has been planned out every single year, and that's that just shows how good they are. Yeah, shout out to them. You think Coach Dodge is going to these games, like sitting up in the top row and trying to stay out uh, of the way, or does he stay? you think he stays totally away from it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I bet you if they get to that title game, he's going to show up and see if they go four in a row. Yeah, I bet, yeah. I bet you he does that. Yeah, I can see him making that to – Orlington. Not that they not that they, not that they need it, but best of luck to the Westlake Chaparral's taking on San Benito. Lake Travis may need a little luck going up against San Antonio Brennan. I hear that Brennan team is pretty good. Six o'clock kick in New Braunfels. Lake Travis gets the great uh, dramatic victory with the field goal late, so they know they can you know they can hang in a game like that. Now let's see if they can advance. I believe if those two advance, Zay, we're going to get Westlake Lake Travis part two this year. Wow, right. I think, yeah, that's, yeah. I think it's right. Yeah, part yeah. two. I think they'd play again. Yeah, I'm all I'm all for that, man. We know that rivalry has been big for years and years. All the NFL players and collegiate D1 players that both of those schools have produced, that'd be a special one no matter who's favorite. But, yeah, Lake Travis, just that gutty win that they had last week, like losing to, uh, what, Cibolo Steele in the early regular season and coming back, being them in the playoffs mm-hmm. with their quarterback. You know, I-, I love the way they play, and they got a lot of grit. I, I could definitely see them winning this game tomorrow. Or when is the game, Saturday? or No, they're Friday. 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 It's Friday. Friday. Yeah, yeah, on Friday. Yeah. Right. So uh, all those games we're talking about there will happen on Friday. Remember, we've got flex pregame for you about 5 o'clock when the Longhorn post game is done. It should uh, dovetail right into that. Lake Travis uh, will kick at 6 on 104.9, and then Vandergriff kicks at 7.30 on 101.9 and AM 12. 60. Also, another shout-out this week before we hit Thanksgiving to the Dripping Springs volleyball team who won state first year in 6A. We talked about them earlier in the week. You can check out flxatx.com for Zach Lucero's coverage of that, including the interview with the head coach and the interview with, let's see if I get this right, Mackenzie Plante, I believe is her name. Tennessee commit. Tennessee commit and uh, the MVP of that championship match. You can check that out at flxatx.com. All right, we got a lot of things going on, including the biggest soccer tournament on planet Earth. Let's get you a World Cup report with Glenn Davis, and then I'll get you the updated scores from today's four games. Uh, One of them underway right now. The others have gone final. First, a World Cup report with Glenn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh-oh. Glenn's in Kentucky. There he is. World Cup updates brought to you by Daspit Law Austin. DaspitLawAustin.com. 512-865-6710.
The first real big shocker of World Cup 2022 came yesterday after Saudi Arabia defeated Argentina. The Argentine storyline, with Lionel Messi leading his country to glory, has been a big one heading into the tournament. Quote, there's no excuse. The squad is dead because it's a big setback, said Messi, the team's captain, who also asked for common unity from fans. All started well with the global star hitting from the penalty spot after a disputed handball to give the Albi Celeste the lead, but Argentina had three goals disallowed for offside that may have changed the course of the game. Saudi Arabia, who in the second half scored two early goals, deserve credit for a historic World Cup win. Argentina, remember, lost their opener in 1990 to Cameroon before going to the World Cup final only to lose 1-0 to West Germany. Is this the wake-up call for Argentina that they need? Time will tell. World Cup updates brought to you by Daspit Law Austin. DaspitLawAustin.com. 512-865-6710. All right, a reminder, Soccer Matters tonight, special edition at 8 o'clock with Glenn Davis and the crew. Uh, USA England, that's Friday at 1, remember, on Fox. So Soccer Matters tonight at 8 p.m. That is after uh, Longhorn Weekly with Coach Sark talking Texas Baylor at 7. Then after Soccer Matters, you got the Longhorn Blitz podcast and sports guys talking wrestling. As far as today's games, the one that's underway is uh, Canada and Belgium. They are in the 36th minute. No score in that game. Earlier today, Morocco and Croatia played to a nil-nil tie. I'm sure it was thrilling. Japan beat Germany. That's got to be an upset. 2-1, I would assume that was an unexpected result. There, so a nice win for Japan, two to one, and Spain beat Costa Rica, and I mean beat Costa Rica. Zay in football, American football, seven nothing's just getting started, but at the World Cup, seven nothing or seven nil, that's just not right, man. That's, yeah, it's you, a blowout. You are pouring it on there. Now, question for my football fans and soccer fans: Yes, why don't they play penalty kicks in the pool games? Uh, that's a good question. It's I think too time consuming. I guess we're just trying to save time at this point. Come on. Yeah, no overtime period is played. No penalty kicks are dealt with. I'd be with uh, I'd be with you on that. Maybe they think at that point, just immediately going to penalty kicks would be wouldn't wouldn't quite be as fair as they would want it to be. Like go like it, having it decided at penalty kicks this early. How about this? Score more. When you have the time. Yeah, I know. That? That's, I know. That's fair. I know. Like somebody has it's to tough. win. Because you get three points for the win, but when you have a tie, you each get one point. So, yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a, of a strip. I mean, the NFL could have ties. Hell, what? The yeah, Colts are like five, six, and one or something. Right, but we got, like but that. we got to get rid of that. Yeah, we definitely got to get rid of that. And I would tell the soccer people if they could find a way to not have ties, I think that would be better. But I think what they would tell me here is, look, Morocco and Croatia, they played the full time, and they nobody could figure out, you know, we don't want to have penalty kicks at that point because then you're going to give somebody three points just because they figured out penalty kicks. Somebody on the Specs text line said it's generally to avoid injuries and because they used goal differential as the tiebreaker. So now – so right now, Spain has a plus seven oh, goal differential. That's true. While Costa Rica has a minus seven goal that, differential. That's true. I, they do like the goal aggregate thing. I will respect that about them. Okay. Yeah, that's that is pretty cool. I respect the math. So now that's right. Spain can keep adding on. You could say, why would you run it up there? It is important because they do do. Yeah, that gives them a plus seven to play with if they need it in some kind of tiebreaker. 
So that makes sense. All right, so World Cup continuing next week and throughout the World Cup. You will hear World Cup reports from our guy Glenn Davis. We appreciate his hard work. Coming up at 2.05, we'll check in with Chip Brown of Horns247.com, see what he thinks about Texas and Baylor. Also, the new CFP rankings as LSU now the team lurking at number five, maybe a little bit surprising to some, USC sitting at six. So all that still to come. Up next, it is where we at in society. It is such a crazy story or stories that Zay didn't even want to tell me about it. So we will have that coming up next uh, as we roll through Wednesday. Last show of the week for us. We hope you're having a great Thanksgiving prep going on in your house. Somebody says, I'm glad I was listening on the app. Yes, they heard the swearing on that last song. We, we apologize for that. That was just going to be a nice, clean metal song. Guess not. Man, that's a rough one. Sometimes those live versions get you. Yeah. The song might have been clean, but they're going to set it up with something. Who was that, by the way, that we were going to hear? MC5. Oh, it's some old MC5. <laughs> that would have been great. Okay, that makes sense why they would have been swearing. Okay, where are we at in society? Coming up on the horn. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Right when it started, I just thought, that deliberate pace, that great heavy sound. This is probably Ozzy and the Boys from back in the day, huh? Black Sabbath? Correct. Yeah. What's the song? Snowblind. Snowblind. Yeah, good stuff. Shout out to all you Sabbath fans today. Maybe play some Black Sabbath at your Thanksgiving table. You know, when you want everybody to leave. <laughs> if you've got some overly sensitive people there, just play some Sabbath and... Rock it out. That'll work. Uh, Aerosmith, Paul Davis have also been on the show today. Always great music. Always all over the place with Isaiah Collier. Speaking of all over the place, we'll get to where we at in society coming up here. Let me remind you, though, uh, that we do have the guys, Rod and Harts, coming up with Ball Don't Lie. They will also be joined, as always, by Aaron Hogan for your pregame show on Friday, Longhorn Game Day, brought to you by Bud Light. It'll be a wet one. They may need to start inside. Remember, if we have to go inside, it's right there at Gate 4. If we're outside, it's gate two, but it's going to be raining, looks like, right around that time. So bring your rain gear. Hopefully that'll change a little bit over the next couple days. But 7 a.m. will crank up the pregame show for you. That means it'll be Bevo entering on wet wet ground uh, at about 8 o'clock. The team at about 8.30 uh, is normally how they get that, uh, get that taken care of. So get on down there. They'll officially open Bevo Boulevard at 8. 8 o'clock. Uh, Ball Don't Lie coming up. More breakdown of the game from those guys at 3. Uh, tonight at 7, it is uh, even more breakdown for you getting ready for it. Uh, Coach Sark with Longhorn Weekly at 7. Soccer Matters, a special edition with Glenn Davis at 8. Talking World Cup. 9 o'clock, Longhorn Blitz podcast. Even more Longhorn football stuff for you. And at 10 o'clock, it is sports guys talking wrestling. AEW just had full gear. They'll do a recap of that. And WWE you know, if it's Thanksgiving week, it's Survivor Series. They've got a preview coming up. I saw a great promo this week of Hulk Hogan, Demolition, and Jake the Snake Roberts as the Survivor Series team from back in the 80s. It made me way happier than it should have. 
Zay, I got so happy watching that promo. It was Jake that sent it out. Shout out to Jake the Snake Roberts, one of the best ever. Uh, that was an awesome team. That was a great, a good, a good amount of sinister to put around Hogan. Because he was such a baby face and he was such a prayers and vitamins guy in those days. To have Demolition and Jake with him, it helped to darken him. It was almost like a precursor to Hollywood Hogan. Because he was a little nastier and meaner in that promo. I kind of liked it. Yeah, I Good remember NWO Hogan when he was walking around with Hall and Nash and they were wilding and dying the beard. Yeah, and yeah, spray painting people in the ring and stuff. Good times, man. Good times. Oh, my God. There you go. We got all that coming up for you tonight. All right, let's see where Zay's going with where we at in society. He hadn't even let me see it yet. Here we go. Where are we at in society today? All right, Zay, am I allowed to open up my DMs? Yeah, check those DMs, man. This is absolutely ridiculous, but here we are. This is the world, and I feel like you and I will definitely be down to watch this if they bring it in the state. Yesterday, there's a video that's been circulating on Twitter. We will definitely retweet it. I will for sure. Ain't that underscore Zay. MMA basketball. Yeah. Uh MMA basketball. So oh picture an God. octagon, uh-huh. and then picture, for some reason, a glass goal. It's about seven feet, so anybody could dunk on it. And picture a three-on-three game going on in the octagon with a goal like put up against, what do you call the little rope things? It's not ropes. It's like the Against the, the cage? Foam. Gets the cage. Against yeah. the cage. Yeah, yeah gets the cage. And in this clip, a guy wrestles another dude to the ground. They're fighting for the ball. He gets the ball and immediately dunks it where he shatters the backboard a la Darwin Ham, Texas Tech Days, NCAA tournament. And, yeah, I, don't, I feel like that's just the game. I don't know. You don't really replace glass backboards like it's nothing. It's not like a Fisher-Price hoop. It's a glass backboard. All right. Zay, go to about the 45-second mark. There's no way, like off of the actual surface, that's not seven feet. <laughs> Dude, look where his head is. Look how low that bat, that's like, I mean, that might be six. Now, this is like a Middle Eastern league, so I'm not going to botch it okay. on where it is. It's hard to pronounce. It's called like Batar Ball, something like yeah. that. L- l- let, me, let me just help everybody out <laughs> right now. You sure? This is real. Like seven feet's like Shaq's height. They could dunk Shaq's height. You think that was? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's seven. Anyway, <laughs> this is a clear example to me of just two worlds that don't need to be together. Okay, this is ice cream and barbecue sauce. I like both. We don't need to be together. I like basketball and I like MMA. Nobody needed to put the two together because I don't. What What are the rules? Like, if that guy was getting up off the ground to go dunk it, can I grab his leg and put him in a toehold? See, I don't think you could dribble. I think there's a traveling rule now. This is just oh speculation, God. but I, I think after the two steps, you gotta pass. After two steps, I have to pass. Well, well if you get tackled, I mean, well, where's the traveling on the ground? I'm getting tackled. We're fighting for the ball. Who's going to be traveling on the ground? I'm, where does the MMA part come in? Am I allowed to give him a nice body punch so as if, he comes in? So if you go back, go to about 30 seconds and look off in the distance. There's the goal cam uh-huh. for the replay. Look at number eight in the white just holding the 
dude in the back. Okay, like so, just holding them. So basically, this is basketball in an octagon, and we're allowing sort of physical fouling and contact. That's basically it. Yeah. You're not telling me I can kick a guy in the face if he's driving for a layup. I don't see any blood. I don't think it's that right. crazy. Yeah. The answer is no. The answer is no. No, no, no. A thousand times no. That makes no sense. Can't come on. I mean, stop. So looking at this video, there has to be a weight class because all these dudes are around. Like nobody could be over two hundred pounds. No one could be over six foot. By the way, this is also an insult to everything that MMA has tried to build and do. Like if you're, if, How I, is this an insult? if I'm Dana White, that that would piss me off so much. Like really, you guys think we're that kind of circus? You haven't watched us enough. You haven't taken the time. You can say you don't like it. That's one thing. Not watching it is one thing. But that's the way you react to our sport. That's the way you react to the dedication and the training and everything that it takes for that. Has anybody ever had uh, boxing basketball? Has anybody ever had like uh, shuffleboard boxing? I've never seen that. But they're doing it with MMA. That tells me that somebody thinks it's a, it's a joke. Somebody thinks it's just like a carnival thing that they can mess with. Yeah, that's just insulting to me as a UFC fan. That's insulting to what to what those men and women put themselves through, and the training, and the techniques, and all the things that is there. If you're throwing that in a, a basketball hoop in there and just messing around, that's just dumb to me. My signature move, if I was in this league, yes, I would do the Dirk fadeaway. But when I put my knee up, it would go right in the guy's groin <laughs> every single time. <laughs> uh, they would call that the Dirk Diggler. <laughs> That's what they would call it. The Dirk Zay got him with the Dirk Diggler. And that's the game. Oh, man. Dude, you know they set that backboard to break. That had yeah, to be set. Yeah, come on. It, that's way too easy. That dude. Way too easy. Like you said, how much does the guy weigh that dunked that ball? Uh, homeboy was at least a buck 87. Right. He was not, not Shaq's weight. Not big country Bryant Reeves' weight. Not Daryl Dawkins' weight. Oh, big country. Not those guys. I'm just thinking of dudes that have broken backboards oh, yeah, 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 and messed yeah. up backboards. That's what I'm saying. It looks like Darren Ham during his Texas Tech days. I mean, come on, dude. That is crazy. It's The even crazier part is now I've watched it three times. Why have I watched it three times? I need to get this off my computer. What's it's making odd? my computer run slower. I'm certain of it. What's also odd, this is the only video I've seen. Of this, I can't find any other video. MMA basketball. I'm that sure is... there's going to be more to come. Hopefully, it'll come to America so I could see this live. Because I have to see this live at least once. Oh come on! No, you don't. I love slam ball. You remember slam ball where cats were jumping on trampolines, 15 feet in the air, and dunking on 10 foot rims? Okay, now that was just fun. That was di- that's totally different. I heard that- they're bringing that back. That was high level entertainment. I can do that. Yeah, Spike TV was that. An elite level during that time. See, that's just freaky basketball. I can dig that, and you're not insulting basketball too much. I feel like this is insulting both MMA and basketball. I think both sides are getting really insulted here. It's kind of like <laughs> NBA Jam, though. Remember <laughs> NBA Jam? You just push guys on the ground, pulled up for three. He's on fire. <laughs> He's on fire. And the I, dudes out here is I, a torn ACL. I do think that about this time of year, when the NBA's gotten their season rolling, before we get to like All Star time or whatever, I do think the NBA needs to have one day somewhere around the holidays where every game is no holds barred. I do think that needs to happen. <laughs> one game, no fouls. The no, the no fouls game, we donate fouls to like good causes and things like that. 
or you let them call their fouls. One of the two. Yo, I saw Patrick Beverly push the hell out of DeAndre Ayton last night. Yeah, so what is going he's on? With, ha- he's had that mindset even with the fouls. What is going on with Pat uh, with with Patrick Beverly and this pushing in the back stuff? We now have video of him doing it multiple times to multiple guys. Can't he's, be doing that. I mean, in a way, he's protecting his guys and him being the little guy. You always got to have that person on the team, but it's weak. And I agree with what Devin Booker said. I wish Pat Bev would push somebody in their chest. My right. man up. Yeah, he's no. to push somebody when they got their back torn, uh, turned towards you. Yeah, the the like the the etiquette in you know old westerns and stuff is you don't shoot somebody in the back. If you're gonna shoot somebody, you shoot somebody when they're facing you. This is the that's their equivalent of it. You want to shove me? Shove me. You want to you want to go? We'll go. Don't come up behind me and give me a forearm shiver in the middle of my back. I'm sure Pat Bad will talk about it in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we really are in a whole nother era, aren't we? Aren't we a whole nother era? I'm sure it'll be on the podcast or he'll put it on Instagram tonight, his reaction. What? What did you just say? Like Draymond Green. Draymond Green was uh, given his 15th technical this year and then commented on his podcast. Well, of course he did. He's actually been pretty calm this year. Yeah, we haven't had a lot of him. May need They've him, been losing. They may need to crank him up a little they bit. They may need to. Yeah, they may need to throw him in a room with some raw meat or whatever it is they do <laughs> to get him ready. What are they, I don't know what they do to get him mad. Steve Kerr needs to get him mad. Yeah. May, may, may want to do that right also, now. Also, people need to stop calling me Tasmanian Devil. I heard that on the uh, Blitz this weekend. Tasmanian on Devil. Yeah, somebody said to call me the Tasmanian Devil. Like, I don't get the thing. I do a Tasmanian Devil Dusty Baker impression. That's kind of I bet you. I bet you could do a really good Tasmanian Devil if that's what you were trying to do. That's the... That's it. The Zaymon Green, yeah. I get that one because yeah. we're both dark skinned brothers. Yeah. Like I get that one. I never thought of it, but the if you yeah, if you take Dusty Baker and you add like crystal meth, it does get you to the Tasmanian devil pretty fast. I never thought of that before. It does. Dusty is like the down home country sitting on a porch version of the Tasmanian devil. Yeah, yeah. Dusty's <laughs> somewhere on the island right now, relaxing. Oh, you chilling. know. Dude. Drinking margaritas with a toothpick. Somebody said to Dusty, hey, have you thought about that lineup? No, get away from me. Get away from me. I have not thought about that lineup. We'll get to it. Two o'clock hour coming up. Let's check in with Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Texas and Baylor, a rainy event coming up on Friday. We'll see what he thinks about that one and get his thoughts on the new CFP. Does he think TCU is in for sure if they're undefeated? Could they even get in if they lost a game? We'll find out what Chip thinks next on the Horn.